Welcome back to the Mitch Ping podcast here with Georgia today. No Laura. Thank God for that. We got rid of her. <laughs> Pretty much. We picked a time where we knew Laura wouldn't be available. Hey, Laura, can we do a time? Uh, and she's like, oh, she's like, no. I'm like, oh, oh no, bummer. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk some real nutrition uh, with no distractions from Laura today. No, um, what'd she say last time about uh, foods? What food she suggested? Superfood? You can't remember? No, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't a good food. We're like, Laura, no, come on. You can't do nutrition <laughs> anymore. Cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we will be to, or would you like to say hello to everyone? Hey, guys. And Oh, yeah, there's some projection. Yeah, there we go. So listen to the last podcast and you said, what did you say? It was a bit... Yeah, it wasn't loud enough. Yeah. I think we were As too far away from the away microphone. leaning away from the microphone. Yeah. So now we're... So lean in. We're a bit better today. There we go. Bit yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. What nice. are we talking about? Talking about flexible dieting uh, and macros versus a meal plan. Cool. All right. So, I when I started with my coach probably uh, about a year and a half ago, I have been on a meal plan, and I've only I've just recently come off of a meal plan, sort of. And I'm transitioning into the if it fits your macros kind of flexible dieting. What do you mean Whereas, sort of? Well, I still eat the same things yeah. and the same sort of meals that I was having before, but now it's like less structured. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what, and, and you've been sort of flexible dieting the whole time, have you? Yeah, pretty much. I've done meal plans before. They've, I'll get into it a bit more, but yeah, they've worked for a certain amount of time, but it's what do you do after you finish the meal plan? Everyone's on a meal plan for a certain goal. Yeah. To either lose weight, put on muscle, but what happens once that meal plan's ended? Can't be on a meal plan forever. So I lost heaps of weight on a meal plan, put it all back on straight after, <laughs> then found flexible dieting and just pretty much tracked what I wanted to eat, was more flexible and have had good results that way. So okay. we'll dive a bit more into that. When, when did you start flexible dieting? Ooh, about... Two years ago, maybe. Okay. Yep. And then, and then, why did you start? Why did you start it? Um, just really for a bit more flexibility. Just being able to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat, and not having a structured meal plan. Even my meal plan was like eat at this time, eat within two hours. So I had to have six small meals a day, two hours in between. I was just eating chicken and veggies yeah like three meals with carbs in it so it was a bit ridiculous so obviously i couldn't maintain that forever so why is it obvious festival. that you can't maintain it who wants to eat chicken and okay veggies the rest of their life? Yeah. what about social events can't go anywhere yeah just bland boring sounds like my life no yeah. social events <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't want it it's not a bad thing <laughs> but your lifestyle it didn't really like okay I enjoy I want to enjoy food instead of just having chicken and yeah. vegetables every meal I think for the general population it just doesn't meal plans aren't really work into their schedule if you're say comp prepping or something a bit more serious or you need to hit a certain goal in a certain amount of time I think it's a good idea but for the general average Joe, there's not really much point eating chicken and well, veggies. What were day. you doing at the time? Were you working at Woolworths when you yeah. started Flexible? Yeah. Yeah. And what? Where were you getting your information? Um, I had a coach. Okay. Uh, 
Not disclose, but yeah. Like an online coach or? No, just like a personal trainer. Oh, wow. Now I'm really curious. <laughs> no, he was like a good personal trainer. Okay, still yeah. Still is, but he's like got really good results and he's still getting really good results with clients, but it's just something, I guess you got to do it to learn. It's just something that's just 100% not for me. Okay, yeah. And he taught you about calories and protein, carbs, fats and... Not really. That's the thing. That's the thing with meal plans. I feel like... Oh, this is your meal plan. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I feel like flexible dieting is really good for people as well because it teaches them nutrition. So it teaches them, we'll go over it, but what a macro is, what a protein is, what carbs are, what fats are, like everything. What's good, not good or bad, but... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas a meal plan just gets given to you. Eight hundred grams of chicken, eight... 200 grams of veggies you don't know why what oh the why is a big thing yeah yeah if you can explain the why you need to eat chicken and not just chicken you need to have beef and salmon and uh chicken liver and you know yeah with your meal plans what were you were you having variety or were you eating the same things every day or just rotating over the week so the way it worked was on my meal plan like let's say my training day meal plan, it was meal one, I would have 200 grams of lean meat. So mm-hmm. it would say meat and I would choose whatever yeah. meat. Uh, and then it would say 200 grams of starch. So it'd be rice, potato or quinoa or whatever else. And then it would have like 15 mils of olive oil or 15 mils of macadamia oil or mac- olive oil, macadamia oil and avocado oil were like the ones that I yeah that I like rotated um and then there was meal two and usually meal two would be no carbs so it'd be just lean meat with vegetables and in order it wouldn't say specific vegetables it would just be 300 grams of vegetables or and a handful of leafy greens and yeah so it wasn't like specific and then it would probably be more fat, so there'd be like thirty grams of nuts or seeds. So I would, I would like it would, it would give me the the outline of protein, carbs, and fat sources, and then okay, yeah, pick whatever you want, yeah. and then mix it in, and then it was like a pre workout meal and post workout meal, which is what we'll also get into with the the meal timing and the meal frequency. I think that's a good one of the better meal plans to have because it allows you variety. Yeah. Whereas you're just having chicken or you're just having beef. Yeah. You do need variety in your diet just for like overall health, gut health. If you're just eating the oh, same Oh, gut things. health especially. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I think a lot of meal plans go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of... But the thing with that um, meal plan that I was following uh, is I got stuck in the habit of only having beef mints or I was only having white rice or... Yeah. So my whole day would be beef, mince and rice. Yeah. And then the same vegetables as well. And then what happens when you have like a cheat meal, you have some dairy, your body's just going to hate you. You're uh, just going to almost build an intolerance to it. Oh, uh, okay. So it, we can have a little rabbit hole discussion here <laughs> because I lo- like my breathing is really sensitive to dairy or um, yeah, it's pretty much dairy. So if I ha- had a glass of milk right now, like my nose would just swell up and I wouldn't yeah. be able to breathe as good. Uh, but if I went out for a thick shake and I've been craving it like all week, like Friday night, I'm going out for a, a thick shake and a burger, like I'll digest it even better than my normal food. Just because yeah, okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
not stressed yeah and the gastric juices in my yeah 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 well yeah I think personally that's what's wrong with meal plans because you're cutting out you're cutting out like most meal plans are cutting out dairy completely do you know what I mean people who aren't intolerant to dairy they don't need to not have dairy Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree Even with gluten. that. gluten. I know you love having gluten-free, but people who aren't intolerant to gluten... Everyone's they intolerant to, to gluten. <laughs> they don't need to eat gluten-free. <laughs> me, like me personally, going from like gluten-free toast to normal toast, yeah. no difference whatsoever. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think everyone should be going gluten-free or dairy-free or it's just not a maintainable And, and that's, that's when it comes into it depends on the type of person. If someone's eating McDonald's three times a day... And you say, oh, I read in a book that go gluten-free and that'll help you. It's like someone who's eating Maccas three times a day is not going to stop eating gluten because gluten is in everything they eat. If someone's eating relatively healthy, like a paleo-ish diet, whole foods, like your 80-20 rule, right? Yeah. If 80% of their diet is no breads and uh, processed foods and flours and things, then taking out the gluten might actually really help them. Especially if someone, if anyone says they have arthritis or like achy bones, the first thing I'd say to them is remove gluten for like yeah. a week. Well, there's definitely see how you feel. It's how your body responds. So there's no, gluten's only bad for you if you're fine intolerances like that to it. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the, the dairy and um, with, with all this stuff to work out, like, oh, I'm so confused. What? what do I eat and what don't I eat, what's good, what's bad, is you want to track your food. And, and that's what we went over in the last podcast before you, like any competent nutritionist or PT or what, whoever it is, is recommending like a food plan or flexible dieting to you or whatever, they should track your food for a week and, and don't change anything. So track your food for a week. And if you want to, if your stomach is very sensitive, Keep a little note under what you've eaten for the last, after two hours of what you just ate and see if you feel bloated or you can't breathe or your bowel movements. Your that's bowel also movements, important. yeah. Or if there's if there's oil in your poops, that's actually. Uh, have you ever had that? Let's not go too far into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so should we go over what is flexible dying? What is a macro for everyone who's confused? Like yeah, well, well, basically the summary of the meal plan is. When someone writes on a piece of paper, Monday to Sunday, here's what you're eating. Like it's already planned. Yeah. 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 So you can just look at that meal plan. Okay, I've just got to cook up this much chicken, weigh this much chicken, have this much rice. Done. Easy. Yeah. So more convenient for some people. Cons and pros. Of both. Yeah. Yeah. Flexible dining. How do you... Oh, how do I define yeah. flexible dining? Um Eat chocolate every day is my summary. <laughs> I feel like we're two very different people in this. <laughs> that's why so, it's good. Yeah, so that's we'll probably butt heads a lot, but that's all right. So you're just saying flexible dying well, eat chocolate. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you were saying, if I have an intolerance to dairy, but the if I have dairy all the time, then my body will quote unquote get used to it or I'll get used to not being able to breathe efficiently because um, I have dairy every day, then, like, that's not good. Yeah. If I have an underlying um, sensitivity to dairy and I'm like, oh, but I'm flexible dieting, I track in my calories that I get from milk. Well, 
But that's why I kind of think you're wrong because flexible dieting, you can do whatever you want with yeah. more flexibility. So there's no good or bad foods in flexible dieting. That's what you hear. So you, you wouldn't call dairy, like dairy foods bad for me? Um, not. There's no good or bad foods, <laughs> but there's good and bad quantities, I think. Right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So another thing is a food, I think there can be bad foods for you but only if you do have an intolerance to it. So say if you're eating something, you're eating cheese, and you're like, wow, this makes my body feel shit. Like, you're bloated, you feel terrible, that's a bad food for you. Okay. Try and eliminate it. Don't eat it if it makes you feel like shit. Yeah, and never eat it? Not never. Like, if you... Cheese. You're going to eat cheese. Like, just try and do that in small amounts. You're not going to go out to a social event and there's a cheese board and... I reckon I can go the rest of my life without cheese. You're a bit more of an extreme case, though. <laughs> Everyone listening to this. I don't get what... I don't get the whole thing. Oh, maybe like a cheesy lasagna. Think of never eating a chocolate brownie cheesy ever lasagna. again. Cheesy okay, lasagna. Your favourite desserts you, never again. Cheese is that to some people. Yeah. Or dairy, like, that's chocolate. Oof. Dairy. Chocolate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, vegan chocolate. Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I summarise good or bad food. Quantities. So, I, I can still have dairy... But, oh, like, lately I've been having whey protein just because it tastes so much better than um, normal <laughs> collagen protein. <laughs> yeah. Like, it make oh, it's, I make these, like, um, uh, ice cream, like, quote-unquote ice cream uh, from frozen banana, um, chocolate protein powder. An ice cream. And, yeah, so it's... <laughs> so I put a tray of ice in a food processor with, like, 250 grams of banana so it's it's still like i'm aware that it's high calorie dense yeah Yeah, it's a lot of carbs (laughs) but it's after my training so i need the carbs and uh so just taste like ice cream blend it up ice frozen uh banana bit of coconut milk um cacao or cocoa powder whatever cacao yeah and then if i have the chocolate collagen it tastes average if i have the chocolate whey protein it tastes Insane! It yeah. tastes like, literally like ice cream. And how do you feel after it? I feel really cold. Like it's <laughs> the ice cream. Yeah. Protein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel great. Yeah. If I have two scoops, though, that's okay, when too much. Yeah. So yeah. that quantity makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Well, my real definition of flexible dieting instead of the chocolate every day, which I mean, you can't eat chocolate every day if you're flexible dieting, is um, maybe someone who really, really enjoys food. If they, if you eat out a lot, if you like having different foods, then you would benefit probably more from doing if it fits your macros, at least for a while, just so you can get an idea of what's like what you're putting in your body, what protein, carbs, and fats. So if you give someone a meal plan straight off the bat, um, then it's like they'll go out and they'll freak out like oh shit what like there's no nothing on the menu says chicken and yeah (laughs) nothing on the menu says chicken and broccoli like shit what do I eat um so if you do flexible dieting then you'll start to realize oh for me to hit 150 grams of protein I need to have protein with every meal when you go out to a restaurant you'll be like okay what's protein on the menu not pasta oh there's a chicken snitty here that's got protein in it uh, I'll just allow for my body to have more fats because I know there's all the cheese there's all the oil there's the butter there's the fried chips that's a ton of fat so I'm going to allow myself 
Yeah, it's definitely being able to educate yourself on what's in food. So when you go out, you can be like, okay, I could get a chicken schnitty, but that's going to be like 1,500 calories. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <sighs> or where you could go, okay, I'll have this chicken. I know I'm going to track like a tablespoon of oil. I know how many calories that is. Track that all and be a bit more flexible. But I think there is, there, well, there definitely is rules inside flexible dieting as well. So it's not just eat whatever you want. Oh, yeah. It's not just eat chocolate, <laughs> eat this every day. You're going to have, so you have your macros, so you have your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. Yeah, like so that's something. Outfit. Yeah, so that's something you've got to hit every day. So you can't just eat chocolate all day because you're not going to hit your protein. Well, there's you're going to go way le- over on your fats. All of that. There's, have you seen the li- different levels of flexible dining? So number one is your calories. Then number two would be calories and protein. And then... After that, it's calories, protein, yeah. carbs, fats. Yeah. Yep, either one. But... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it gets a bit tricky. I just find it a bit more trickier with just calories. I think for newbies, protein and calories is awesome because you need to make yeah. sure you're getting enough protein. Just protein, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so protein, one gram of protein, four calories. Yep. One gram of carbs, four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. So Whoa, nine calories. It's a bit more. That's why oh my you're God. fatty. And when foods. I go out to eat, there's lots of fat on my food. Wow. Does that mean there's high calories in food when I eat out? Correct. Re- oh my God. Wow. I eat out all the time though, Georgia. <laughs> and I'm not losing weight. Well there you go. Oh, Problem so I'm solved. getting a lot of fat and calories when I eat out. Oh, okay. So what are you gonna do about it? Well to hit my calories. I should probably stop eating out as much. There you go. Yeah, wow. You can make food just as good at home, but it is okay to go out every once in a while for meals as well. Um, Alcohol, seven calories, that's a bit different. So that's also something that gets a lot of people, just having like a mindless glass of wine. Oh, well, there's carbs in wine as well. Yeah, heaps. So that's where I think a lot of people and probably a lot of your clients, same with me, go wrong. Yeah, a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've trained them well enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why all my clients that would come in on Saturday morning, I would just smell the alcohol that was coming out of them. Hi, <laughs> right, have a good night. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore it. Sort it out. Well, yeah, well, and I, s- I can smell because I've been wearing the nasal strip all the time, so I've got super smell now. <laughs> So if someone's working out and they're sweating out alcohol, it's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that many clients smelled, that do that, but yeah. yeah. No, I'm just talking about random people in the gym. Oh, right. They're just working out. Okay, so I can't good, smell that. No, nah, good on you for coming in and sweating yeah, out. Yeah, I wouldn't but, come up after a big night. Yeah. This is know. for another sleep podcast, but alcohol will affect your REM sleep, which is um, you have REM and non-REM sleep, so... If you drink a lot of alcohol, it will affect your REM sleep, and we need a, a balance of both REM and non-REM. I feel and like re- alcohol is a whole different ballpark. There's oh a lot to yeah, about that. yeah. Just don't drink. Limit, restrict your alcohol. Yeah. What would you say with flexible dieting? Would you say you can? Oh my God! Now you're really. Are you trying to trigger me? Are you? Yeah, pretty much. Alcohol. You reckon you could flexible diet and do alcohol every day? No, not every day. Oh my god! Okay, no, thank God for that. I think if you have a goal, I it's tricky. If you don't really have a goal and you just want to be a little bit healthier, and you want to have like a glass of wine four times a week, 
I think fit it in like that's fine. Jesus. Oh, I, I know alcohol is not good for you. Wine. Uh, wine's probably like the best of alcohol. Yeah. Because you've got some resveratrol in there and some but polyphenols. would you rather say a client drinking all the time, not like eating healthy, just not really caring to being more conscious of their diet and just adding in like four glasses of wine and having a balanced, Ooh. balanced lifestyle. Okay, so person... Person number A, number A, person number one, uh, doesn't like doesn't track their food or anything. Yeah. They just try and eat more protein and eat like um, eat and drink minimal sort of junk, like so yep. less wine. Yeah. Be a bit healthier. Yeah. yeah. And then op- uh, number two, they track all their calories and they allow the wine in their in their calories. Number two is probably going to lose more weight. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that's where it gets tricky, going from, like, a body composition side of it to a health side of it. Mm. So you can flexible diet and eat chocolate. Yeah, well, <laughs> all you, that you can if you just go calorie. Like, I know I can lose weight on 2,500 calories yeah. easily. If eat. I just ate one meal a day of chocolate brownies and ice cream, I could still lose weight. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> It's inside how you feel, how you perform. Yeah, I would feel like shit. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't be able to sleep, wouldn't be able to train, wouldn't be able to focus. And then that's going to... Wouldn't be going to the toilet. That's going to make you not lose weight as much because if you can't perform, if you don't have the energy to get those energy out, you're not burning the calories, you're not going to lose as much weight as you would if you're eating food, that's going to fuel you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a big part of... Uh, of nutrition and food it's not only like tastes good I have a good relationship with food like I don't overeat but timing your meals so you're going to have a good workout like I wouldn't have like if my cheap meal Mm. uh, like that burger and a shake I wouldn't have that before a workout because I wouldn't be able to train properly I'd just be bloated all the time it depends I know people who just trained so well on that stuff. Like have a cheat have, meal after their burger. Like foods like chocolate and like, yeah, burgers, they can go and train and train so well. Whereas me, I would not be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. That's where it gets tricky. But yeah, meal timing's another thing. Yeah. Like you time your meals like around your. Oh, definitely. 100%. 100%. I, I always, well, unless I'm doing a fast workout. So on the weekend, sometimes I'll have a course to go to and I'll wake up and go straight to the gym just so I can get in. I would rather eat after my workout and train fasted than eat before my workout and then fast for eight hours. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do. I'll, I'll train fasted first thing in the morning and then I'll wait an hour and then I'll eat. So always like my probably like non-negotiables for training is never eat uh, uh, before less than an hour after training. So never eat less than an hour after training. Always wait one hour. Why is that? How do you feel when you eat straight after you work out? Fine. Really? Depends what I'm doing. Okay. If it was like a massive hit session, I'm not going to go and shove a meal down. Straight okay. Away. If I'm doing weights, fine. Just depends how much stress your body's under. Okay. Yeah. Glad you said that. So when you work out. It's like there's a bear chasing you. And from, you a, from an evolutionary perspective, if you're out hunting 
and you see a bear and the bear starts running after you, your body wants to survive. Fight or flight. Fight or flight, yeah. So your body's going to pump up cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine, and they're going to get you the hell out of there, right? So once you've just run away from this bear and you're safe, your body's still in that fight or flight mode. So if you eat food, not only is that food going to go straight through you because you're stressed, all that blood hormones are sort of going through you, like stressing your body out. All the blood is also in your muscles to try and... Because you've just been running. So there's no blood in your digestive system. So And and all the stress hormones in your blood are shoveling through your digestive system as well, like the small amount of blood that's in there. So you eat it and it goes straight through you yep. and you don't absorb it. What about your anabolic window though? 30 that's minutes. That's bullshit. <laughs> no, you don't. You're joking, that 30 right? Minutes. No, I'm joking. Okay, thank God. But that's something so many people believe. Yeah, they have, protein they have a whey, 30 minutes. A whey protein. They're lactose intolerant. They're having like a milk and a whey protein shake straight after their workout. Yeah. It actually, it grinds my gears. <laughs> I see it all the time. And yeah, I think that's people getting more educated on it. I think it's more a yeah. thing of the past now. Yeah. But it used to be a massive thing. Oh, yeah. Like if you didn't eat within that 30 minutes, doesn't count. You're going to lose all your gains. Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally wrong. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so don't eat straight after a workout is what I always... And always stretch after a workout, but that's another... Uh, or cool down after your workout. That's another... Cool down's better. Yeah. yeah. Do you cool down after your workouts? In some way, yeah. In some way okay. or another. What do you like... Oh, that's another podcast. Yeah. What do you like to do real quick there? I'm curious. <laughs> Just either hop on the treadmill really slow. Yeah. I like to not listen to my pump-up music. Oh, when yeah, I definitely. I like to... Best scenario, like, meditate or, like, listen to calming Ooh, music. okay, yeah. But that never happens. I'm always in a rush. Once I'm at the gym, I want to go home. At least take like a few minutes to just either walk on the treadmill or just stretch just to get my body back down to like a natural state. Right. Okay. Interesting. Mm, for okay. another for another podcast. We'll move on. Um, bef- and then before a workout, I always try and eat at least an hour before my workout. Yeah. I think that's right, but it depends. Some people, say some people are really hungry in the morning. Yeah. They cannot function without food before they go and train. It's really early. They just want to wake up, get out of the gym. That's where it gets a bit tricky. So say if you're having like low GI carbs, say if you're having like sweet potato, chicken, all of that before your workout, those are kind of slower digesting. So if you had that like an hour or less before your workout, you'd be struggling in your workout. Okay, yeah. So that's where I think if you are... Scientifically, yeah. Yeah. If you are running a bit late on time and you do want to eat, high GI carbs are actually a bit better to add in before your workout. Why is that? Because it's quicker what's digesting. G- what's GI mean? Glycemic index. Gly, did I say that? Yeah, you said yeah. that right. Glycemic index. Glycemic, glycemic. Yeah, which one is it? Glycemic? Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Just means it's going to like digest quicker. Yeah, and it's going to give you... blood quicker. Yeah, give you that energy a bit quicker. So... That's where flexible dining comes into it. So if I wanted to have like some Nutri-Grain, which sometimes I do, yeah. that's completely fine. Okay, yeah. So you would have your Nutri-Grain before the workout. Yeah. It depends. It's like fine, high GI carbs are best to have before and after your workout. Yeah. Rather than like timing. 
Meal timing isn't really important to the average person. Even if you are like trying to lose weight, I don't think it is that important. It's not, it's, it's not the top priority. Like no. calories is always going to be king. Yeah, 100%. Calories. But in saying that, I do like to time my carbs a bit more before and after my workout just to help with my performance yeah. and help my gym sessions. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and back to the stress thing, if your body's really stressed after a workout, then the carbs are going to help calm your body down. Because carbs will increase uh, cortisol, which will decrease insulin. Wait, I messed that up. What is it? Carbs will... I'm it so depends confused. what carbs you're having. It'll spike insulin. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're... Right, oh, yeah. This is right. So you work out your cortisol is high. You eat carbs, which will increase your insulin. And then your insulin will bring down your cortisol. Because cortisol and insulin are opposites. Glad we got yeah, there. Yeah, I was getting there. It's been, um, I haven't had much food. Maybe I had the high GI potatoes before this podcast and now I'm starting to crash. Oh, I think that's what it is. <laughs> no, I think for the average person, honestly, it doesn't matter. Just being able to learn about foods is really important. Like being able to learn high GI carbs and low GI carbs yeah. is important. But being able to fit in what you want into your day so you can continue doing this long term. Because you don't want to just, like, lose all this weight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just be like, well, what now? Like, I'm off my meal plan. Or do I have to stay on this <laughs> meal plan forever? Like, how be am I free. meant to live my life? Yeah. 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 I think that's that's uh, why flexible dieting is good when you first start. It's because uh, you just learn about it. Like, the, the why of, like, why am I having protein all the time? Why am I having carbs around my workouts and why am I having you know a small amount of fats with all my meals yeah so everyone's got that down packed they know what macros are they know what foods they can have fiber is another really important one oh, to talk yeah. about actually yeah so fiber everyone will aim for a different amount of fiber I turns how many calories you're eating so the more calories you're eating the more fiber you'll need yeah I'll say for a, like a woman for a girl average is about 20 to 25 grams of fiber okay and that really depends how your body feels i know if i go to 30 grams of fiber i'm just bloated and i feel terrible right so what kind where of can fiber? we where can we find fiber from fruits and veggies fruits and veggies yeah grains oats rice some bread starchy carbs yep oh man i wouldn't say bread yeah oh the yep. the glute um like the white bread that's not not white free. bread. Ooh. No, no. And they try and sell you some on the bread high with fiber. Some grains oh in it. no, that's where you're going to get some more fiber okay. from. Yeah. Um. So when you are flexible dieting, I think it's important to hit your fiber intake before you add in those twenty percent foods. Right. So say, okay. Yeah. 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 This is like a good so a good cheap, rule to go meals. by. Yeah. So you have your you don't have your good or bad foods, but. You want foods that are going to be nutrient dense and are going to give you some fiber. So say if you have had like two grams of fiber in the day and you've had all these meals, you're not going to go then choose the chocolate over like a nice fibrous salad with like grains and yeah. pumpkin and all that in it. You want to choose things that are going to help you towards <laughs> your fiber goal. an easy choice for me. Yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So that's important to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you go into those... 20% foods or 10% foods. Oh, definitely. Just for body function. Oh, I know from personal experience when I do the My Fitness Power, 
uh, and I'll, I'll look, oh, can I have this? Maybe like a client gave me chocolate or something. Yeah. Uh, I'll scan the barcode of the chocolate. I'm like, okay, that's how many calories this is. Will that fit into my day? So I'll like pretend to log it and then I'm like, oh, how, like, how much can I have? Or if I do this, I'm like 30 grams over on my fat. Okay, let's not, let's save this for another day. Or how can I work my day around it? Yeah. So, okay, I'll have more protein, I'll have more veggies to keep my carb intake lower, yeah. keep my fat intake lower, bump up my fiber intake, then I can have that food. Yeah. So I think that's important as well. Yeah. Do you, do you ever like plan your meals in advance? Like for a day, like say you have your breakfast today, you put that in and then you had that sole origin meal. And then, do you know what you're having for dinner? Oh, every day I do it. I always pre-plan. Okay, so you pre-plan. I'm, I'm a freak with food. Like, I will be thinking about what I'm having for dinner tomorrow night before I've even had dinner tonight. <laughs> so, I like to know. Because I need something to look forward to. If I'm just having, like, chicken and rice all day, I get so bored. So, I need something like dinner. Have a good dinner. Like, okay, I'm going to track this in so I know I'm having something good. And then I'll work my day around it. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Especially if I'm eating out. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. So say I love going to grilled or I love getting, going to this Asian place, getting chicken and rice. So yeah. I always track that in first. And, and they I'll don't know. have many vegetables, do they? At like grilled. Yeah, no, not really. No. It's a piece so of then, lettuce in the burger though. Yeah. <laughs> bit of tomato. <laughs> so then, yeah, you work your day around that and try and hit your intake so you can go out. Yeah. So that's also important. How do they know what, how many macros, calories they should be eating? Well, that's why that's we have provided you with a lovely uh, calculator in the description. Or you can email me and I'll sort it out. Or you can DM Georgia and she will calculate it for you. But basically, uh, you just work out your, like what kind of calories you're at. So you put your body weight into the calculator and it will say, this is how much calories if you just laid in bed all day. And then how active are you during the day? So, so your basal metabo- metabolic rate. Yeah, that's a doctor word. That's that's a long word. <laughs> your BMR. Mumbo, mumbo jumbo. Your BMR yeah. is how many calories you're burning just lying in bed every day. Yeah. So that's something that goes into it. Yeah, I, I love saying that to clients when I, I first get them on board. And I'll say, so your basal metabolic rate, like the amount of calories you'll burn is just if you'd laid in bed and you did absolutely nothing. So for me, it would be like, I don't know, 1500. So I say, I could lay in bed all day and eat a 1000 calorie tub of ice cream and still lose weight. And they're like, their mind's blown. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I true. should try that as an experience. Do you guys watch that? If I just laid in bed for a week eating ice cream. If it was time-lapsed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an experiment, that would totally go viral. Yeah, but new, new challenge, new YouTube challenge. Yeah. <laughs> we should do the 10K calorie challenge. Oh, I've wanted to do that for so yeah, long. Same. 10,000. Do you reckon you could do it? Oh, yeah. I reckon yeah? I could do it. Okay, I'll film you and you do it. I'll make myself sick, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're trying to promote healthy relationships. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, you'll put your body weight in, you'll get your basal metabolic rate, your calories if you're laying in bed. And then how active are you? So this is a big one, like move, this is where movement comes in. If you just move more, so I know Georgia and I are PTs, we're putting people's weights away, we're walking around, we're on our feet most of the day. So we can eat an extra 500 calories just because we're, we're walk, walking more. Have an active more. job. 
Yeah. Versus someone who's sedentary at an office desk. Yeah. So if you're sitting at a desk all day, you're going to uh, be lower calories. So you'll put that in non-active, sedentary, and, and then it'll give you a number and it'll be eat 500 calories more to gain weight. Say you're really skinny, you want to put on muscle, so you eat 500 calories more or you'll eat 500 calories less than your maintenance. Is that about the ballpark, like 500? Or do you do more it, or less? It varies. Yeah. Five, some, it depends on coach to coach. I think if you're really unsure of macros and what to do, 100% get a coach. There's no point oh, doing it yeah. because you do have to move from there. You can't just stay on the same calories all the time. Yeah. So it gets tricky. But some coaches do like, say, a 20% deficit. Some people do like a 500. Right. I've learned to do 500. Yeah. Start... It really depends on person to person. This is why you get your clients to track their week. So yeah. you know what they're eating, what calories they're at. So that depends on what you give them. So say your calculator, you go and calculate it, might say to eat this much, but I'm not going to give my client that if they're eating really high calories or really low oh, calories. Yeah. yeah. So I think best thing you can do is to get a coach, a little shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so you... Um... Say you don't have a coach, maybe, yep. or you'll message us and get free information. Happy, happy to. Uh, and then, so you, you'll get a number of, this is how much protein you need, your carbs and your fat. So it's like a 40, 40, 30% wise, right? I think. Depends. Depends if you're, also it's a good thing to ask the client or ask yourself if you're doing this. Try and take note of your body. Do you work better on higher fats? Do you work better on higher carbs? Oh, now we're talking more mumbo jumbo. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It just depends. If you're going, what do you eat? Do you eat higher fat foods? Do you eat higher carb foods? If this person's eating more higher carb foods and has like a lower fat intake, then you would make their fats on the lower end and yeah. carbs on the higher end because that's going to, you know, keep them keep them going pretty yeah. much. So if, if you like pasta and bread and rice and potatoes like if you every day you have lots of those then you're probably going to be high carb basically if you don't have those and you feel fine without carbs you don't crave carbs then yeah like high fat is is good yeah 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 protein's really the only thing that should stay consistent yeah protein 100% make sure that's like at least two two grams of uh, 2 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Depends, yeah. Yeah, if you're like really overweight, then you'll get a ridiculous amount of protein. Go, uh, I say 1.7 to yeah. 2.2. 2.2 is like athlete. Yeah. Yeah, so especially if you are overweight, go by what you want your ultimate goal weight to be and yeah, yeah. do it from there. That's right. Yeah. Because okay. no one's going to... The average Joe's not going to eat 220 calories a day. Yeah. I mean, 220 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I eat like 230 grams of protein or something. Yeah. Uh, so, for an example, do you know your macros? Yeah. Okay, so what are your macros? Well, I'm carb cycling at the moment, so it's a bit different. Ooh, more mumbo jumbo. Yeah, so I'm going, <laughs> going a bit deeper into a deficit me- now. Okay, yeah. So... I'm pretty much carb cycling. For me, I'm just having three low days, one high day. So that just means lower carb day, higher carb day. And on my higher carb day, my calories are increased a bit and that will average out over the week still into a deficit. So I'm eating 
140 grams of protein on yep. my lower days. 140. 160 grams of carbs. 160. 60 grams of fat. 60. Okay. And then on my higher day, I'm having my protein goes down. So 120 grams of protein, 290 grams of carbs, which is amazing, and <laughs> 45 grams of fat. Okay. Um, so let's just stay with the um, constant, the low day. Low day, yep. Just for um, this uh, discussion. Uh, so you know you have to, what was it? 160 protein. One, 140. 140. So yep. 140 protein, and how many times a day would you eat? Uh, I probably eat five times a day. Okay. Yep. So you're really testing your math, math skills here, but so it's like 30 grams of protein per meal. About. Yeah, pretty bit, much. A bit less. I try to spread it evenly. Yep. Because you don't want to be having no protein in meals and then having a big hit of protein. Okay. So, yeah, let's get into that. So why you, you've put in your, um, your body weight and your how active your life is in this calculator, you've got a result. Okay, oh my God, 150 grams of protein. Like how even, how much protein even is that? Is that a 150 gram piece of chicken breast? No, so. Yeah, so some people think 150 grams of chicken breast is gonna be 150 grams of protein. No, wrong. Yeah. So 100 grams of chicken is about 25 grams of protein. Yeah, about that. So yeah, that's where a lot of people go wrong as well. Yeah. So. If you're if you need to hit 140 grams of protein a day, you're not going to be able to eat all of that in one meal. So you want to even if you're flexible dieting, oh I can eat whatever I want. Well, you can, but your body's going to work a lot better if you spread those meals out and make sure it it's more consistent throughout the day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So you aim for your protein uh, spread out evenly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. And I just can't. I don't know how people don't eat meals with protein in it. Yeah. I find that so hard. I can't think of a meal that doesn't have protein in it to eat. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yes. Chocolate. Try not to eat much of that. <laughs> That's another thing. So I think when your calories are really high, it's really easy to fit those things in. And yeah. a lot of people's diets just fit things like what? Chocolate like chocolate, and, yeah, ice yeah. cream, like calorie dense foods. Yeah. So a lot of people are making up their macros with those calorie dense foods but when your calories drop quite low so i'm oh, yeah. going a bit lower now i was incorporating chocolate every day oh you're not much. doing the chocolate every day now no because oh my god because i'm so like what for me is low i'm so low on calories yeah that i just don't have the money macros yeah to go and eat chocolate because yeah. then if i have this chocolate there's like 250 calories gone that's a whole meal i could have had now i'm starving yeah. I'd rather have volume foods like, say, pumpkin. Spinach. Yep. All those kind of things. So I'm fuller for longer. Fiber, going to keep me fuller for longer. Yeah. And then I can actually Water. function. And then I'm not going to crave that chocolate or yeah. anything anyway. Yeah. They are, I think they did, I don't know if it was a study, but say if you could only eat 1,500 calories a day and... You have one Mars bar and that's 500 calories. You can have a Mars bar or you can have a nice big salad for 500 calories. Oh, you'd be able to have a massive salad for 500 calories. Yeah, exactly. You're going to yeah. gonna want the like that little bit of satisfaction from that Mars bar. Like, oh, that tastes really good. But then you're like, oh, wait, for me to hit my goal and lose weight to hit my calories today, I can't eat 
Yeah, exactly. have you Have you done that where you've eaten, oh, like, you've gone out to 100%. lunch, you're like, oh, my God, I've eaten all of my calories. Yeah. I can't eat anything. There's been, like, a few days where I've even just, like, felt like chocolate so much and I've just eaten it and just haven't even thought, haven't tracked it in. And then I look at my fitness pal and I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. I'm starving for the rest of the day and it's just 100% not worth it. Yeah. And that's something you learn. Yeah, that's another life. reason for, for learning. And protein... Like, you would rather have a chicken breast than a chocolate bar. Like, what? That's crazy. The The protein is not only going to help, you know, with your detoxification process, building muscle, all of that. It's also going to make you feel more full. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Satiety. So, yeah. Satiety. Satiety. <laughs> I don't know. Am I terrible? Satiated. Satiety. Satiated. Satiated. That's it. <laughs> okay. Satisfied. So, so yeah, that's, that's good. Um, so carbs uh, on like just forget that you said you have a low day. 160 grams of carbs, right? So where would you want those carbs? So if you're only getting 160 carbs, like carbs are pretty easy to replace. It's like, do I have rice with this meal or do I not have rice with this meal? That's pretty much going to answer your question of does this meal have carbs? Yeah. Like you're going to get carbs in your salads and things as well, but there's there's no carbs in like chicken breast or beef mince or kangaroo, whatever. So where where are you placing your carbs at the moment? On the, let's say a low day, because you still train on low days. Yeah. So one like non-negotiable meal that I just love and just keeps me going. Oh, it's oats, isn't it? No, (laughs) definitely not. It is eggs on toast. Okay. So... I don't think bread is bad for you at all, no matter what yeah. you think. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I love bread. I have it every day. I'm losing weight. My body feels good on it. I function yeah. good on it. I mean, it doesn't have, matter. Yeah. That's, that, yeah that's my bread right. has six grams of fiber in it. <laughs> that's awesome. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, I'll have my bread. That's only like 26 grams of carbs for two slices of bread. So, my goal is 160. So, you see I have a lot more room as well. Yeah. So, I'll usually have that and then... I'll kind of, I used to have rice a lot when my carbs were a bit higher, but now think about volume. So I can have like a handful of rice for about 200, one, yeah. 150 to 200 calories, let's say. Or I could have like, say potatoes, like spudlight potatoes or like pumpkin. I could have a whole bowl full of it for like that many calories. Okay. So I'm trying to add more volume in. So I'm eating things like pumpkin, spudlight potatoes veggies and I'm getting those as my carb sources okay and when that's whenever yeah whenever like I usually if when I have my toast that's like after my workout or before my workout you have the toast before your workout or after or just after. Depends. okay just depends if I'm training early in the morning I will not have it before yeah but that do you train fasted ever if I'm training in between clients in the morning yes okay but and ideally, you don't eat before coming to the gym at no. six a.m. yeah no no, ideally I do like to eat before the gym. Yeah. But sometimes that's just the way it goes. Okay. For my carbs, I really like to have it, like I was saying before, an hour before the workout and about an hour after the workout. That's yeah. where I'm going to place most of my carbs. So, so do you go like 30%, 40%? I don't or do know you do about, all of your carbs? I don't know about percentages, but okay. I'll have like 500 grams of carbs. Oh, not that much. <laughs> 500 grams of rice. Yeah. So it'd be like 250 grams of um, of carbs after yeah. a workout. Just like two of your days of carbs yeah, in one meal. <laughs> How sad. <laughs> um, and then like I, 
in the morning I can get away with not having carbs so Charles Poliquin um, rest in peace uh, would always say meat and nuts for breakfast so your this is getting more mumbo jumbo but your neurotransmitters so pretty much your brain activity your focus level is going to be higher in the morning so you're going to uh, if you have meat and nuts, then you'll kind of promote more of that happening. If you have carbs, it can affect your neurotransmitters because you're increasing. Yeah. What uh, if you're training in the morning? You still don't have carbs beforehand? So if you're training in the morning, like if you can fit in a meal an hour before your workout, I would probably say eat. Like I, yeah. I definitely, I know I'm going to have a better workout if yeah. I eat before. Whereas some girls, some clients I train, they'll eat at like 2 p.m. And then if the meal's too big or whatever, they'll come at 5 p.m. and train and they'll feel sick because yeah. they've just eaten. But you ate three hours ago. So I know personally, I will have a way, way, way better workout if I've eaten. Yeah. I think it's something you've got to test on yourself as well. Yeah. So like, say if you're running out the door, just even having a banana like 30 minutes before, that'd still be fine with you. You just got to see how your body responds. You don't necessarily yeah. like have to, we're saying with your carbs or say if you have 160 grams of carbs like me, you don't have to time your carbs around your workout. Like, yeah. You can if, do what you want, but for performance wise. If you, yeah, if you feel like you're uh, going to have a better workout if you have your carbs before the workout, then do that. And why would you have a better workout if you're having carbs before? <laughs> more, what does that more do? More glucose. <laughs> more energy in the in the blood. Yeah, so carbs is energy. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's good to have a lot of carbs as well after your workout, just for recovery purposes. To replenish the glycogen stores. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that will give you a bit more energy throughout the day well that's what i find anyway okay yeah and then moving on to fats so where do you get your fat sources and um how much fat did you say 60 60 yeah yep. so kind of changes all the time like oils yeah butter avocado i don't like avocado but i try to have it <laughs> um gosh foods with fat in it like beef yeah things like that yeah yeah, what about you? Yeah, well, and this is like a bad habit that I've started since doing like the more flexible dieting is instead of doing my macadamia oil on my salad and my chicken and rice and whatever it is, um, I know that I, I really like this sriracha mayo yeah. and I, I should not have got it. Um, and I just drown my... Uh, my meal in sriracha mayo and I know that has a lot of fat in it mm. so instead of doing macadamia oil and sriracha as fat sources I'll just do the fat sauce from the sriracha and I'll enjoy the meal like 10 times more well, that's alright yeah. yeah which I is which is what I really like about the flexible dieting is and how you were saying before if you're on a meal plan you're having all this bland same food you're not going to enjoy it you're not going to digest it as well you're not going to be having good workouts you're like oh what's the point of working out I just have chicken and rice again after this workout yep. whereas if you're like oh my god I've kind of saved up my calories today I'm going to work out and then I'm going to have a burger and it's all fine like I'm still yep. going to be losing weight yeah I think a person who's on eating the same calories this is eating a meal plan with the same calories versus flexible dieting with the same calories you're going to get the same results oh yeah so it's whatever works best for you if yeah. you're happy 
following a meal plan, you don't want to think about what to eat every day. If you're happy just looking at your piece of paper or your phone, being like, yep, I'm eating this, cook it up, eat it. Great. It works better for some people. I think it works better for people who are being really strict on their goals. So like competitors. Yeah. So like bodybuilders, all of that, that can work really well. But yeah, I just believe for the average person, I would never, ever give someone a meal plan. <laughs> like even if I was just like... <laughs> what if a client asks you, hey, I don't want to bother with this my fitness power shit. I don't even know how it works. Give me a meal plan. Well, I'm not really qualified to do meal plans anyway. I'm not going to give someone... Then no. Yeah. I'm what not. if you were qualified, would you? No. I just honestly don't really believe anyone should do a meal plan. Like any of my clients... What if someone's just late, like they don't want to... I'll give them ideas. Yeah. Like, you know, educate them. That's the biggest thing. Educate them. Give them ideas. I've sent recipes to people. I've got like a whole lot of recipes, but what happens... It's just what happens when you finish your... You've reached your goal. You've finished your meal plan. Yeah. Are they going to go and follow oh, the meal plan? True. You're not just going to do that for the rest of your life. It ends at some point. I don't want my clients to have a bigger risk of putting back on all the weight yeah. after. I'd rather them learn how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and be able to keep it off and go even a bit slower. Oh my God, something just clicked in my brain then because I have been following a training plan for like a year and a half. I have not deviated and done any workouts. I mean, apart from the train the trainer charity thing. But uh, I was like, wow, what happens when I lose my coach and I... I could just go into the gym by myself and work out. I won't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, you actually be lost. <laughs> Even though you're a personal trainer, you'll be like, what I'm just going to do deadlifts. I'm literally just going to deadlift. And you might not have as good a workout because no, you don't I have won't. it planned. And then that's going to even make you not wow, lose as much weight. Wow, flexible Flexible training out. plan. <laughs> I think it's okay, always good to have a program. Always have a plan. Always follow a program. And have a coach, right? Always have a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how people... It almost frustrates me, people going in, being like, just doing whatever they want. So they have like a split and they're yeah. going in and they're... Yes, they're doing chest and triceps the today, but they're doing different workouts each time, different exercises each time. And they're not getting maximum results they could if they were following a program. If you want to maximise your results, follow a training program specific, like, specifically for your goals. Oh, yeah, Definitely. And that, uh, back to the fat, so you, fats, you, you do want to space. We just strained so yeah, much. So. <laughs> fats, you want to like spread them out just like your protein because your body won't be able to digest. Like if you had 60 grams of fat right now, you'd probably shit yourself. Yeah. Like most people would. Yeah. Uh, so you want to spread out your fats. So, um, and you can have some meals with low fat just make sure it's not getting all in one hit so you have um, like morning is a great time like I was saying before so maybe less carb more fat in the morning and uh, you want to stay away from your high fat meals at night isn't that right yeah Some... if you want to get technical yeah <laughs> but fat's also another thing so before you work out if you're having too much fat like Mitch said you just shit yourself <laughs> fat kind of slows down slows down your digestion as well. So say if you're having like a meal an hour before your workout, which is pretty soon before your workout, you want to have something that you can digest quickly. So if you're having like a lot of fat in that meal, it's probably not going to give you the best session as well. Yeah. So it's important to, yeah, not have a high dose of that. Yeah. 
before you work out as well but all depending on how you feel yeah and when I say an hour before my workout like I like I've had my last bite of food uh, oh I look at the time it's 10.30 okay I'm going to work out at 11.30 it's not like oh it's 10.30 I'm working out at 11.30 I'm going to start eating um, hmm. not like that so yeah an hour after your last bite um, so to summarize uh, all of that mumbo jumbo for the last 56 minutes uh, so calories king calories are king calories king no matter if it's a meal plan or a um, if it fits your macros and just taking a note this is if you want to like lose weight put on weight whatever if you have a goal yeah if you have a goal yeah uh, which everyone should and if you don't have a goal then you what do you do you can plot along you can maintain I thought you, you get a coach, oh, coach. Okay. <laughs> you missed that opportunity <laughs> um, yeah so uh, calories is king always every calorie like one calorie from a hot dog and one calorie from chicken breast is the same right protein is going to be next make sure you hit your protein mm-hmm. then would be your fiber mm-hmm. yeah then would be your distribution or your balance of carbs and fats, yeah? Uh, and then would be your meal timing, yeah? And then your meal frequency, like one of those, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's that's like the little, last. Yeah. little pyramid. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one to go by. So yeah, if you just want to lose weight, you want to build a bit of muscle, focus on those things we talked about, don't have to worry too much about meal frequency, meal timing, yeah, that's that's, something... that's the minutia. Yeah. So yes, we talked a lot about it. We talked about the benefits and the cons of it, but don't think that's something you have to implement in order to get to your goal. It's very microscopic. Yeah. The change it makes. Yeah, I mean, oh, like in general, it's are you enjoying your food? You need to enjoy your food. You need to have a variety. And you need to hit your calories, whether it's to put on weight or to lose weight. Yeah. And can you maintain what you're doing for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. That's probably the biggest thing, yeah. actually. Like, if um, you can't see yourself doing it in a few months, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, we should have said that the isogenics meal plans. Oh, don't know. Let's not get started into that. <laughs> or, oh, I cannot believe the the magazines and, like, the internet blog posts and whatever it is is... Like, Here's a meal plan. And it's got like the specific 200 grams of rice, 200 grams of kangaroo, 10 grams of uh, butter, 20 grams of asparagus. And it's like, wait, you don't even know. Like if I follow that meal plan, I'm going to lose 10 kilos. If you follow follow that meal plan, you're going to gain 10 kilos. Yeah. I think that's what's really sad as well. Like so many people take advantage of people who don't know anything. Yeah. So if you see that and you really want to like lose weight or something, you someone can just follow that and then be so misinformed about everything. Yeah. So get a coach. Like I have abs, listen to me. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty much what Instagram is these days. Yeah. yeah. You don't get an abs Instagram coach. Get a... A fat a, coach. <laughs> <laughs> get a, um informative yes. coach. Yeah. Yes. One that's personalized meal plan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, first personalize macros. Yeah. We should say that. Personalize macros. And then after a while, just once you... Just be careful with meal plans as well. You're not going to someone who doesn't know what they're doing and just giving you a meal plan as well. Yeah. Don't just go to a coach to get something out of them when they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you summarize meal plans? Summarize flexible dieting? Uh, 
meal plans. We've well, I guess I'm never going to follow a meal plan ever again. You've convinced me. Yeah. Nah. Well, um... Not trying to knock people who enjoy meal plans, though. Everyone's different. There's no one size fits all. Let's just remember that. Yeah. But... Well, I like meal plans can, can teach you a lot as well. Like, if it fits your macros, it'll teach you protein, carbs, fats, and, like, where to place your calories... Whereas a meal plan will teach you, oh, my coach has said to have carbs before a workout. Oh, I actually train really well. Like one day when I didn't have my carbs, I didn't feel like that I had that much energy or, yeah. okay, I'm having less carbs at night. Um, that's helping. And oh, in my meal plan, it says to have white meat, red meat, seafood and other, what's the other one? Whatever. Um, it's like from protein shakes and collagen. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm getting a variety. Whereas if you do, if it fits, oh, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, awesome. Or or I only like kangaroo meat, that's all I'm going to eat. That's when you can can run into problems. So I think you can learn from if if it fits your macros about protein, carbs, fats, what calories are, how to plan your day in terms of- calories are in things. Yeah, like how much food can I eat? Oh, this is a good voluminous food. Like you were talking about, you're on low calories, Mm -hmm. so you need to have those vegetables. Yeah. Whereas a meal plan is going to teach you about variety. If it's a good meal plan, like if you get a meal plan, it's 18 of the same meals in a week, then it's not yeah. a good meal Whereas plan. Whereas I think your meal plan was one of the better ones, yeah. which allowed you a bit more variety. Yeah. Allowed you a bit more flexibility and choice. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, either way, really depends. There's no... <laughs> it depends. The smarter you get, the more you realize that every question, the answer is it depends. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out your goals, figure out what you want to achieve and figure out what you can do long term and what you can keep doing. Oh, that's like an even bigger pyramid. It's like figure out your life happiness, your goals, <laughs> your sleep, I don't know, your yeah. stress. Yeah. But then I think meal plan kind of leaves you nowhere to go. So after your meal plan, what then? That's yeah. kind of the question. Like but flexible dieting, you might be like, oh, do I have to track my calories forever? Well, no, because... Oh, yeah, this is good, yeah. You should get so educated... Get ready for the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) We'll end soon. You get so educated by tracking your calories. You know how many calories are in foods, all of that. And you can kind of... I can eyeball something. So if I get a piece of chicken, I know how much chicken there is. I know how much protein is in it. And I know how many calories. So if I wanted to, if I didn't have a goal right now, I could stop tracking my calories and I wouldn't be screwed. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I can... Now I'm educated to know what foods I can have in moderation, what, you know, how much of each food, portion control, that's a massive thing, and so on. So I think that's a really good place to start because it gives you so much room to grow. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's important to probably better for flexible dining if you're going out a lot because you'll see, you'll look at a plate and be like, oh my God, that is all carbs and fat. Yeah which is every meal ever at a restaurant. (laughs) So you need protein. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I feel like we've covered everything, even not that. That one's so quick. Yeah, it did. Sorry to everyone who's listened for a full hour. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we'll get you to listen to this one. I'll try. Last one I couldn't listen to because of my voice, but your voice has gotten better since last time. Okay, good. Will improve. I'm probably still overpowering you in uh, in terms of volume, though, but we'll get better. 
Progress, we'll not perfection. Exactly, exactly. So uh, for those of you listening, give us a five-star rating. If you liked the podcast, give us a follow at Mitch Ping at Georgia Simichek on Instagram. Yep. Hit us up uh, if you got any questions about like what are my macros, what's protein, when you were talking about uh, neurotransmitters and low and op- low days and high days, it was really confusing. What about that? Just hit us up yep. and we'll get back to you. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks, have a, guys. Have a good week. Yeah. Don't you love that? He's like, have a good year. Have a good decade. Okay. See you. <laughs> <I'll> see ya. <laughs>